0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode featuring Rutt, Bennett, and Elrod. It's Convince Me! <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Ed McMahon is terribly disappointed in me, but that is okay. Welcome to another episode of Convince Me, and barring any technical difficulties, the second episode you're getting this week. Uh, I am Andy Rutherford, joined, as I am most of the time, by Mr. Brian Bennett, Mr. Casey Elrod. Gentlemen, how goes it?
1: I want to make a promise. I want to start off by making a promise to our listeners uh, and the people that watch on Facebook, I want to make a, a contract with them right now. In five years, Bennett and I will not replace Andy on this show. That's my promise.
2: Well, I don't know. I'm like I'm not keeping any promises. Keep <laughs> <laughs> my options open. Okay, Jay.
0: I do want to say that Elrod loves this show so much and pays so much attention to what we're doing. He's still talking about our Facebook fans and we haven't put our video on Facebook in like a month or two now, but that's okay. I assume he meant YouTube, but whatever it may be. Uh, welcome in guys and gals, your second episode this week. Hopefully we're shooting these out of order, uh, but we're trying to knock some out today to make up uh, for our blunder last week uh, we've got an interesting show for you uh on, on this episode but before we get into that i'm going to i'm going to go real briefly through our weekly shield, and then we've got a special announcement that you heard hopefully on our last episode um it's the first time we're recording it but hopefully it's the second time you're hearing it but uh real, very briefly make sure you're following us on all the socials facebook facebook facebook.com slash convince me show twitter at convince me show instagram convince me show and of course our youtube page every single episode in its entirety in video format excuse me on youtube tinyurl.com slash convince me show and of course We can be found wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, If we're not where you listen to your favorite podcasts, let us know, and uh, we'll do what we can to get there. But maybe more importantly right now, we need your help because it's that time of year. Yet again, podcast, awards, we are up yet again. Last year we were up. And then we came nowhere close to winning this year we're up and we'd like to come slightly closer, but still nowhere close to winning. Um, So what we need you to do, and in the coming weeks, we will give you step-by-step instructions. We're not going to do that today. Uh, But for those of you that can figure it out on your own, go to podcastawards.com, register to nominate. There's a big button right there on the homepage. Click that button. And you're going to find us in the, uh, there's a best overall category that everybody goes in. Uh, Give us a vote there. More importantly, there's the Rob has a podcast entertainment category. That's where you're going to find us. Throw us your vote and then go through the other categories. Vote for, for your other favorite podcasts that aren't directly in competition with us. Uh, but don't vote for any that are directly in co- direct competition with us. Um, but, you know, there's there's several great podcasts out there. There's several categories. It would mean so, so much to us uh, if you guys could help us out with that. Again, podcastawards.com. Uh, go look at that. Go help us out. Show us some proof. Send us an email. Send us a direct message. Send us a comment. Show us that you nominated us, and who knows? You might be entered in to win something. Uh, We'll see how that goes. Um, Haven't really ironed out the details on that yet, but we'll figure something out. Podcastawards.com, best overall show and best entertainment show. Convince me. Make sure you guys help us out there. All right. Enough of the chill. Enough of the warm-up. Enough of of your local news. Now it's time to move into the primetime slot. Late night television hosts. Of course, just recently in the past week or two, we saw longtime late night TV show host, Conan O'Brien, walk away. Not forced out this time, walked away. Um, And then... So that brought up a lot of old wounds with some people, you might want to call it. And we're going to talk about that today. Of course, when we're talking about late-night television, there's the king of late-night television, Johnny Carson, that nobody will ever touch. Uh, He's before our time, and we still recognize nobody will ever touch Johnny Carson. But for who's probably second best and definitely the biggest rivalry of our lifetime growing up when it comes to the late-night talk show circuit, Jay Leno versus David Letterman. Bennett, you're mediating this uh, tonight. What are you th- or today, whatever it may be? Um, what are your thoughts going into this argument?
2: Well, here's my thoughts on this. I have never really watched either one of these gentlemen oh. before, as is tradition on the show. So I'm going into this with I know of their work, but I, know, I never was one to sit down and watch either of these shows so i'm going into this with a clean slate so no bias whatsoever so you picked a great mediator as usual
0: there we go and something that's kind of unusual on this show if you ask us out on the street day to day which one we we prefer myself and mr elrod picked the same one yeah however you're probably not going to get that sense in this episode today. And maybe, maybe while you're listening, while you're watching, try to figure out is, is Elrod the one that really loves David Letterman or is Ruth the one that really loves Leno? Because when this happens, you may not know if everything goes according to it's supposed to, you know, because we debate things and we go against each other. Hopefully you won't be able to tell We'll let you in on that info uh, at the end of the show, but Bennett,
2: how are we determining who goes first? All right. We're going to do, like we usually do, A uh, you got your pen and paper. We're going to guess the number. Yeah, there we go. All right. Now, I figured it'd be fitting to have our uh, coin toss have something to do with the Tonight Show. Um, it's been airing on NBC since, like, 1954. And uh, we're going to talk. You talked a little bit about Johnny Carson. This the question is actually going to be about Johnny Carson. Now, he hosted um, that show for 30 years, from 1962 to 1992. Now, what I want to know from you guys is how many episodes mm. did Johnny Carson host by himself during that time? Without going over? Um, yeah, without going over, but if you both go over, then we'll just – Call the episode at that I oh, don't
1: know. Math is not my skill.
2: Me either. <laughs> Me either. I I struggled mildly when they started throwing okay, in. Yeah, so we'll
1: keep it simple. Um, I know that's
2: probably not right, but we'll
1: see. I'm ready.
2: That's what, that's exactly what I said on my geometry homework in high school. <laughs> <We thought laughs> Elrod's got twenty five hundred. Rutt has a bunch of squiggly lines, six thousand eight hundred and seventy one. Well, y'all y'all kind of split it. The correct answer is four thousand five hundred and thirty one. Mm. So Elrod aimed low and it paid off for him. So, yeah. Mister Mister Elrod, do you want to go first? I'll go or, first. Sit or, it. You're going to go first. All right. So tell me a little bit here about you've got who letterman you've got
1: got Leno you've
2: got Leno you've got got Leno Mm -hmm. okay tell me your opening statement for Jay Leno then
1: I'll start off by saying Bennett that you think of great rivalries and like in sports and life you think of Boston and New York you think of the Celtics and the Lakers but on uh, kind of what Rudd alluded to earlier, in terms of late night, there was no rivalry then or now like Leno and Letterman. In it, when a good rivalry, you got to have some hatred that is underneath the surface. And that's what you have, miss. Now, Rutt is going to try to say that my guy, Leno, screwed uh, his client out of the Tonight Show. That's. Clearly not what happened. There's no evidence that Leno did anything like that. It was a studio. But in terms of why Leno is better than Letterman, just look at the statistics. Look at the number of people that watched it over the run. Since 1995, when the two shows were side-by-side, Letterman never succumbed to the great Jay Leno in that 20-year stretch. Once Leno got that baton, he was never touched. Now, Letterman's got the, he's got the Emmys. He's got the awards. In terms of a variety show, Letterman's a genius. Letterman didn't have all the cool little games and stuff that Letterman had. Letterman was a comedic genius, and he still is. But Letterman's show carried Johnny Carson's, I guess you could say, his method. And he continued that same sort of show. And tonight, or today, Bennett, I will prove to you and prove to our listeners once and for all, settle this HL debate that Jay Leno is better than David
2: Letterman. All uh, right, Brett, tell me about uh, Letterman.
0: David Letterman has been a staple in late-night television since the 80s. He started as the slot after Johnny Carson uh, and did that for a decade should have been in a lot of people's eyes. We're not here to debate whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, at least not in this segment, but in a lot of people's eyes should have been the heir apparent to the Tonight Show. That didn't happen. For one reason or another, NBC decided they would rather have Jay Leno. Now, unlike someone would do later on, Where they stick around, stay on the payroll, always around. Letterman decided, you know what? NBC, I wanted that time slot. You didn't give it to me. CBS is offering me, you know, 10 figures over here. I'm going to go to CBS. So he left a show that he had run for 10 years to another station and went on another 20 years in direct competition with that. He didn't sit around and try to politic. He just said, hey, okay, I'll go do my thing. David Letterman is known and so well-respected amongst his peers for his unique style, for his way to not sugarcoat a guest to go after a guest at times although sometimes not necessarily liked by the guest um but his dry sarcastic yet also hilarious sense of humor is something that you might not associate with a late night talk show maybe it is more of the -the over-the-top funny like Jay Leno but Letterman did his own thing and paved his own path um and there's a lot of metrics that we're going to talk about today a lot of metrics we're going to look at that shows that this race is not even close, uh, that this is a Letterman runaway. Uh, and I'm really, really looking forward, uh, to getting into that, but that's what I'm going to show you today. We're going to go through these subtopics and with everyone Bennett, you're going to say, why did all these people talk about how close this race was and how it was such a heated rivalry when in reality, it's really a one-sided affair.
2: All right. So just on the surface here, I'm seeing that there's getting a the sense that there's no love loss between uh, Leno and Letterman. Maybe at one time they were friends and maybe some seems like something went down that may have uh, uh, caused a little bit of friction. So I'll be interested to get into that. So I think we'll have a pretty good episode tonight today Look, whatever this is really messing
0: me up i know uh it really is you all can tell if you're watching on youtube that we're recording in the daytime instead of usual night time because no coke zero for me rut needs a monster so anyway um with that being said we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back and we are back bennett we've given you our opening statements where we're we going now
2: Well, I figured the best place to start would be literally at their start, you know, before these guys were on late-night television. They had to get their start somewhere. They had to make a name for themselves somewhere. So let's talk a little bit about before their career took off in late-night television. Elrod, I'll start with you. Tell Tell me about Jay Leno. How did he get to where he is today? Well, Jay Leno was a
1: baby boomer, born in a very humble household, uh in new york upper new york state um he his mother was a homemaker Uh, his family were immigrants so he uh, tells a story about how uh he made millions of dollars from the tonight show his contract was comparable to letterman's he makes millions of dollars a year but he tells a story about how even to this day he took over the Tonight show 94 95 he has yet to spend a single dollar that he ever made from the Tonight Show. All of his money that he lives on comes from his stand-up acts and his vehicles. So he he's always afraid that he's going to run out of money just because that's what his parents instilled in him. So that's that's kind of an odd thing. But uh, he uh, he goes to college in, in Massachusetts. He gets a degree in speech therapy. That's his degree, and he he loves comedy. So he he tries his hand at comedy. He uh, has decent success. He starts going on extras in television shows. He does that. He finally uh, uh, catches a few people's eyes, and he becomes a regular stand-in for Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show. And whenever Carson would want to take a vacation, sometimes he'd bring different people on. But the the one that did it the most was Jay Leno. Jay Leno also went on David Letterman's late-night program. So there's some crossover there. Uh, he, before he was on The Tonight Show, his career can just be characterized as just a basic stand-up comedian that's very one people a very Rodney Dangerfield-esque is how you could describe Jay Leno's uh, comedy. So that leads up, I will stop at the point where Johnny Carson just leaves. I, I think we should talk about this now a little bit. So... You're Forrest Gump. You remember Forrest Gump's running through the desert with his people behind him, and he says, he just stops. He says, I think I'll go home now. That's what Johnny Carson did to the Tonight Show. He kind of just ended it. After 30 years, he says, I'm done. There's no succession plan. So that calls into question, who takes over the Tonight Show? Is it the regular stand-in host, Jay Leno, or is it the one that a lot of people think should have got it at the time? Is it the one that had the show run after? So that's where I'll stop. And we'll talk more about the other part later.
2: Yeah, I'm going to hold off my question, but I've got I've got questions about how uh, Leno just goes from being like a stand-in and a comedian to all of a sudden, all right, yeah, you go ahead and co-host the show for me. But a anywho, lot of people well, have
0: that question.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> it's not just me. Okay, cool. All right, Rhett, tell me about Letterman. Where did he get his start, you know, growing up, his career before late night television and all the good stuff?
0: Letterman kind of famously born and raised in the Indianapolis area. Uh, He grew up wanting to go to the University of Indiana, but his grades weren't good enough. So then he became – he went to Ball State and became probably their most famous alumni uh, in the years to come afterwards. Anytime anybody mentions Ball State, a lot of times they'll mention David Letterman uh, just because he's given so much back to that university. Uh, But he began his broadcasting career while at Ball State, working at the college's student-run radio station, uh, a station that he was eventually fired from because he treated classical music they were playing. Basically, he was making fun of the stuff they were playing on the radio, and the radio station fired him. Um, So he became involved. Because of that, he got booted from one place, went and helped found another college radio station while he was there, uh, which would be a running theme throughout his life, seems like. Uh, But soon after he graduated from Ball State, uh, he began his career as a radio talk show host there in Indianapolis, uh, and then even got on his television in Indianapolis as an anchor and a weatherman, uh, and kind of started getting some attention for some of his erratic, off-the-wall, on-air behavior as a weatherman. Uh, He once congratulated a tropical storm for being upgraded to a hurricane. Uh, He predicted uh, that hailstones in a storm were going to be the size of canned hams. he would make up fake cities when he was going over what the weather was that day, the highs and lows. Uh, Probably most famously another occasion, he said that the state border between Indiana and Ohio had been erased when a satellite map accidentally deleted it uh, and said it was some sort of political dealings that ended to that and they were now one big state. All this on a serious actual news station uh, so he kind of started to draw some attention there. He did some other stuff, local stuff uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, his first time on national television was because he was working in Indianapolis and worked the Indianapolis 500 uh, and because he was working for the ABC affiliate there. But eventually in 1975, his wife and some of his um, uh, fraternity brothers convinced him that he needed to move to L.A. to become a comedy writer because that's where the money was. He was as funny as he was. He needed to go to LA. So in 1975, he and his wife pack up, moved to LA. Uh, Shortly thereafter, he begins working at the famous comedy store, um, which is where he met Mr. Leno. Um, Both of them were comics there. Uh, Through his work at the comedy store, uh, he started writing jokes for Jimmy Walker uh, from... uh, famous television actor there from What's Happening but he was part of a team that wrote Jimmy Walker's jokes that included Louie Anderson Paul Mooney and Jay Leno Um, while in LA he gets several writing and acting jobs um, but his, his, his dry sarcastic sense of humor caught the eye of NBC and NBC put him on Johnny Carson's show and Johnny Carson fell in love with David Letterman. He became one of Letterman's, or Letterman became one of Carson's favorite guests. uh, And he became a pretty regular guest host too before Jay Leno started guest hosting. Well, NBC knew they wanted to do something with Letterman, but they didn't know what. Obviously they couldn't give him the late show. That was Johnny Carson's at the time. This This was 1980. So they gave him a morning show that ran for one year and won two Emmys in one year (laughs) that it ran. Um, But the ratings weren't great, although the critical response was fantastic. So NBC thought we've got to do something with this guy. Um, So they gave him the slot after Carson, uh, the late show with David Letterman, or late night with David Letterman, excuse me. And uh, he ran that for 10 years and looked like he was set up and primed to be that guy to move up a slot when Carson left. Um, And then in 1992, Carson decided or was forced to leave. And uh, that will move us into our next topic.
2: Yeah, Yeah, so next topic, um, both of y'all have kind of hinted at it. It's Johnny Carson's sudden retirement, May 22nd, 1992. He just says, you know, I'm done. I don't blame him. 30 years is a long time. Um, So they need to have a replacement. And I believe this is where the controversy ensues. So, Rudd, I'm going to let you pick back up where you left off and kick us off here about um, who was Johnny Carson's replacement.
0: What's crazy is that Johnny Carson retiring after 30 years on television, is what sparked this entire debate of Leno or Letterman for the next 30 years. Uh, The reason we're having this show stems from this incident of Johnny Carson stepping down from the tonight show. Now, as Elrod noted, Jay Leno, a frequent guest host when Carson was out, uh, Letterman did some guest hosting. Letterman hosted the show after the tonight show for years. Um, and really, everybody thought that was Letterman's job when Carson decided to leave. Now, there are rumors that abound of why Carson left. There are no facts to prove it right or wrong. So I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm just saying this is the rumor. There is rumors perpetuated by those that, in all honesty, don't like Jay Leno, Howard Stern. Um who say that Leno had his people put it out into the atmosphere that NBC's done with Johnny Carson. They're looking for a replacement and that the NBC just loves Jay Leno. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's mostly perpetuated, like I said, in all fairness, by those that don't like Jay Leno. Um, But, Rumored maybe there's some shady dealings there. Maybe Johnny Carson just said after 30 years, I don't want to do this anymore, which would make perfect sense. But it comes down to who gets that slot. Let's look at the years after this incident. When Jay Leno walks away the first time, who took took the spot on the Tonight Show? The guy that had the show right after the Tonight Show moved up. When Jay Leno walked away the second time, who took the Tonight Show? The guy that had the show right behind, they moved him up. People thought that was what was going to happen here in 1992, but alas, that didn't happen. And for whatever reason, NBC's stance is they wanted Leno to do the Tonight Show and they wanted Letterman to stay at the slot afterwards so they could have that one-two punch and be dominant. But Letterman felt that he deserved, because he had put in his work for 10 years, he deserved that main slot. And when he didn't get it from NBC, CBS called him and said they wanted to do their own late show. And CBS invested a lot of money into getting this off the ground. They spent over $8 million in renovations to the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York. So that David Letterman could have that as his studio, they spent. They signed David Letterman additionally to a three-year, fourteen million dollar contract, which was more than double what he was making uh, for Late Night with David Letterman on CBS. So Letterman jumps ship to CBS and begins his his role in direct competition with The Tonight Show and their new leader of Jay Leno.
2: You know, to me, it sounds like you know they tell him they want a one two punch, but wouldn't you want to have your number one punch with your heir apparent? You would think. Maybe you don't, maybe you only have a two punch if you, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. You'd be I'm, wrong, Bennett. You would be wrong. <laughs> be wrong. Okay. Well, then enlighten me, all right. Tell me about, uh, tell me a little bit about Leno and how he factors into all this crazy i gotta say that was
1: some great letterman propaganda just spewed by mr rutherford it looks like it came from north korea honestly but here is um... oh it
2: came from
0: howard stern
1: <laughs> yeah great great another great reliable source um so let me clear the air on a few things Bennett. You, you ask how does a guy a stand-up comedian just get the reins of the tonight show well johnny carson during his uh brain as the host of the Tonight Show, uh, loved to bring stand-up comedians on his show. And basically, it's a tryout. If he likes you after you do your bit, he invites you to come over to the couch and he interviews you, right? A lot of people did not get interviewed with Mr. Carson. That means that he doesn't like you, that you're never going to make it. Well, Leno, if Letterman was a very popular comedian um, for for Mr. Carson, but also Jay Leno was too. Johnny Carson loved Jay Leno. I mean, he let him host his show whenever he went on vacation. So he put a lot of trust in him. Now, there's this conspiracy theory that a lot of the Letterman people put out. Well, it's Jay Leno that forced Johnny Carson out. And if he, even if you listen to Johnny Carson, what he said about it back in the 90s, he said, I wanted to go. It was 30 years. I was in my 60s. It's time to go. So he he kind of dispels that rumor himself. So I'm going to make kind of a crazy argument here. I think this worked out good for both parties. Letterman, I don't think, could have had the show that he wanted to have if he inherited the Tonight Show. Because Tonight Show is an institution. It went back all the way to the 50s. You had 30 Years of Carson. It's kind of scripted the way it goes. All the antics that David Letterman does on his show that that made him so famous, I don't think he could have done on the Tonight Show. So Letterman gets more money. He gets to go to New York. And he gets to do his show the way he wants to do it. So I don't understand why the Letterman people are so up in arms about, all this show was stolen from him. It really wasn't. It worked out well for him in the end. So... I I get that it would make sense for the person that had the show run after to inherit the main show, but that's just not the way that we're thinking about this in a modern day. That's how this has happened the last couple of times. That was not the script back then in the early nineties on how a show was inherited. It just wasn't. So, and one more thing, he claims Leno's people is the one that, that Con Carson and NBC and letting him give up the show. Jay Leno in his career never has had an agent. He negotiates all of his contracts himself. He doesn't have any representatives, no at no agency, no nothing. He does it all himself. So this notion that his people, he has no people. It's him. <laughs> so he doesn't have people out here advocating for him. He's a one-man show. I thought you were gonna okay, go into so, the
0: Leno voice there. You get a little high pitch. He's well, got no it. people. It's
1: him. <laughs>
2: Basically, Letterman was the heir apparent. Come on, after Carson did, and Leno was just a guy on the couch that Carson liked sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. So he was just like, yeah, that guy. He's funny. I'll give it to well,
1: him. I mean, the best thing for NBC. NBC screw this up, and David Letterman said it best. Uh, Toward the end of Leno's second tenure at the Tonight Show, Letterman was having so much fun with with something we'll talk about later, about the Conan O'Brien fiasco. But Letterman said, uh, he said this about NBC. He said, if those people knew what they were doing, they wouldn't be working at NBC. (laughs) So Hmm. that sums up NBC is the root of all the problems that these two people had. I believe just the way that they went about it and maybe Leno shouldn't have inherited the night show. But that's not what happened, but I think it worked out well for both parties, honestly, in the long run.
2: Yeah. It seems like, uh, Mr. Johnny Carson saw something in, um, uh, Leno that he liked, you know? So, you know, he knew Leno would have a good chance to carry on the legacy of the show. So, Let's talk about some of the parts of the show that were memorable or notable and some of the parts where maybe Leno made Johnny Carson proud by carrying on the tradition of the show. So tell me a little bit about some of the more notable moments of the show.
1: Well, that's not show uh, is famous for its monologue. Uh, Johnny Carson had his monologue where he just he, he basically was a stand-up comedian for 10 to 15 minutes. And that was one of the things that Jay Leno kept doing. His style was a little bit different from Carson. Carson's jokes were more layered. Leno's jokes are more one-liners about political figures and things like that. Um, starting off, a, a lot of people back then were st- still feel, feel, especially the Letterman people, they were going to boycott Leno. They felt like they were that their man was trashed, their man was stolen from Letterman. When these two people went head to head for the first year and a half, Letterman had the upper hand on the ratings. Uh, Letterman, this looked like a disaster brewing for NBC. I mean, uh, as he said, CBS poured a ton of resources into the show, money-wise, stage-wise, theater-wise. And this was not going in Leno's favor. But there is one event that happened. Actually, two events that occurred in 1994 and 1995 that put Leno ahead in the ratings and kept him there until he he left the first time. And that is the O.J. Simpson trial and Hugh Grant. The first, one thing that Carson's show really didn't have that Jay Leno brought was kind of some theatrics, not as much as Letterman's theatrics, but he brought in the Dancing Ittos, which was the, the judge in the O.J. Simpson trial, these five dancers that he brought in, which was kind of bizarre. That's not something that was seen on Carson's show. So that, that was different. But what solidified Jay Leno in terms of the number of people that watched his show was the interview with Hugh Grant that he had in 95. Hugh Grant in the mid-90s was the romantic comedy star. He's kind of still is they, but not anywhere close to what he was in the mid-90s. He, uh, Jay Leno had an interview with him, scheduled on his show, but right before he went on the show, this was when Hugh Grant was busted for having some relations with a prostitute, and this was big news, he got arrested for it, so Hugh Grant did not, um, he did not hide from uh, a period on the show, he went ahead after uh, the whole thing ended, he went on the show, he got on the couch, And Jay Leno, before he even introduced him, looked at him and says, what the hell were you thinking? (laughs) And that moment right there solidified that Jay Leno, from that moment for that one interview, everybody tuned in to see that episode from that moment until he left the first time. He never lost that number one slot to David Letterman ever again. So, and another thing in 2009, which would have been, would have been right before, yeah, right before he left uh, before Conan took over uh, when uh, this is a couple months into Barack Obama's term. he was the first late uh, late-night host to ever have a sitting president on his show. So that's another thing. Uh, another feather in his hat. So he had a sitting president on his show. So that really, Dancing Ittos, Barack Obama appeared on the show and especially the Hugh Grant, were the three uh, episodes that comes to mind.
2: All right, Russ. So Leno had Obama, Hugh Grant, and OJ. What about Letterman? What's, what's his claim to fame? What's some of his notable show moments that he had?
0: Well, I do want to go backtrack just a little bit before I get into this, just because something you said earlier, that I want to make sure that you're clear since you're the one that's judging this. It wasn't Johnny Carson who picked Leno to replace him. It was NBC. Carson's choice was Letterman. Carson thought Letterman would take over. <laughs> it was NBC's choice to give it to Leno. Uh, so I just want to make sure you were clear that Letterman was who Carson wanted to take the show. And he has said that, uh, but anyway, as far as notable show moments, uh, Letterman got a reputation when he was still with NBC, uh, of these recurring bits he would do on his show, uh, probably most famously the top 10, uh, but he had other bits where he did what called the stupid human tricks, uh, throwing things off a building. And he took all those bits with him to CBS. Now he had to change the name of all of them because NBC literally fought him over the names he used for these segments. Uh, but he basically just renamed them and did the exact same thing, uh, over on CBS. Um, but he had memorable show moments going back to even the late, uh, late night show that he did with NBC. Um, there's that famous moment that I talked about a few weeks ago on the show when we were talking about when we were doing our wrestler draft, the Jerry Lawler, Andy Kaufman thing that really grabbed the attention of the nation when Lawler, unbeknownst to anybody besides Lawler and Kaufman, that it was, you know, staged Slapped the piss out of Andy Kaufman on national television, and Kaufman went on a profanity filled tirade. That was on Letterman's show. Um, and that's one of the most famous moments in TV history. Um, where, where. Kaufman says, I probably can't say this on TV. And then just goes into this like, you blah, 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 beep, And then in a very dry sense after Kaufman storms off, Letterman comes off with, well, I think we can use some of those words. <laughs> um, so that was that was probably his first big, memorable, notable moment. Um, he had his way of talking to his guests. Uh, really going after them that didn't let them jump around on issues uh, that was highly entertaining to his audience, although not always his guests. Uh, 1986 Cher called him an a-hole uh, on national television uh, in 1986 because of his interview style uh, that's kind of notable another kind of notable thing happened probably the most recent of these 2009 when Joaquin Phoenix had a very 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 strange appearance uh, on the Letterman show where he was I don't know if he was stoned out of his mind supposedly he was trying to play some sort of character but he was really really weird barely talking rambling had grown a big bushy beard <clears throat> like he was stoned out of his mind and the way letterman just kind of eviscerated him for acting like that in a very funny way to the audience but also really downgrading um in, in ending the interview with Joaquin I wish we uh, would have been able to speak with you today um <laughs> That was a memorable moment. Um, there was a moment where Madonna was doing something crazy and ends up dropping like 14 F-bombs on Letterman's show um, and the way he had to handle that. Um, Johnny Carson. We talked a lot about Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson's final television appearance before his death was on Letterman's show on CBS. Um, he appeared uh, – for Letterman. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people don't know, especially in those early years, Carson would think of a bit for a monologue and would send it to Letterman. And Letterman would use those on CBS on the late show, basically using Johnny Carson jokes. And the day after Johnny Carson died, Letterman's entire monologue paid tribute to Carson, although nobody knew it at the time, every joke he told in the monologue was a Johnny Carson joke, uh, as a tribute to Johnny Carson. Uh, he, he he has said multiple times that Johnny Carson is the biggest influence, uh, in his career. Um, but on a lighter note, there was the time Drew Barrymore was kind of going crazy and did some dance on Letterman's desk and turned her back to the audience but was facing Letterman and lifted her shirt up. Um, and Letterman talked about how much he loved his job after that. And um, lastly, in August of 2011, it was reported that an Islamic militant had posted a death threat against Letterman on a website that was frequented by Al Qaeda members, um, calling for them to kill David Letterman for making a joke that he made about the death of one of the Al Qaeda leaders uh, who was killed in a drone attack. And Letterman actually addressed it on his show in, uh, in August of that year State Department authorities are looking into this. They're not taking this lightly. They're looking into it. They're questioning. They're interrogating. There's an electronic trail, but everybody knows it's Leno. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of a lot of good memorable moments in, in both the Letterman shows for 30
1: years. The, uh, Bennett, there's one moment I forgot to bring out uh, for Leno. Um, he was a very close friend of michael jackson and during the michael jackson trial in 05 0405 um leno was called as a character witness for michael jackson and also as a witness that could testify about things at the ranch that was the biggest thing in entertainment going on at that time so what leno had to do he had a gag order from the court So he had to get – whenever the monologue would happen, he would have to stand aside and bring in a – just a stand-up comedian to tell the Michael Jackson jokes because he was not allowed to speak about the trial because he was a character witness.
2: Interesting. So I've missed a lot of stuff over the years apparently. (laughs) Um, Okay. Moving ahead a little bit. I'm going to start with you. You know, you talked about how um, Leno dominated a lot of in the, in the ratings and stuff. So let's talk about um, the critical reception. How, what do critics think about Leno and his work? The critics
1: back then, and even until he left a second time, like the show he he did not get the fanfare he did not get the awards that david david letterman had a better variety show if you want to get down to it um david letterman had his own production company worldwide pants leno didn't have that leno was more of the johnny carson monologue guy he has a he has headlines where he would have um he would have a small-town newspaper. I think Car- the Carthage Courier may have been uh, featured once a long time ago, but it was like uh, small-town headlines that just are just uh, obscene, absurd. <laughs> he would have that. That was also a thing I believe Johnny Carson did during his time as well. But the critics, a lot of them in the, uh, in the area of comedy, did they felt like Leno did stab him in the back. So there was always this anti-Leno settlement in in terms of the uh, people in the comedy community. And even the second time, you have the thing that happened with Conan, which I'll talk about later if we have time. Uh, It was always, oh, Jay Leno's doing it again. He is stabbing someone in the back. So the critics never really... uh, they never really gathered around Leno very much uh, during his run up at the Tonight Show. He's actually won more awards for his, he's a car enthusiast. He collects cars. He has one of the largest uh, antique car collections in the country of anybody. So his show, which is on NBC.com, Jay Leno's Garage has won more awards than his, uh, any year that he won at the Tonight Show. So, I think this is one point that Rhett's going to hammer and hammer me pretty good. He's going to say that the critics always favored. I can't deny that.
2: You know, you you talked about the career. I I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember something about that a long time ago. We need to figure out what it was. Yes, we do. do. We know. What kind of headline that we put it? Uh, I I'm, there's no telling. I need to see it. This. It wasn't
1: the Courier. It was a, it was a paper around here. I remember watching it. It, it. So it wasn't too far back, but I do remember seeing it when it happened. But I, it wasn't the Courier. It was it was either the Courier and it was a local paper that was really close to us because I remember gasping like, "Oh my gosh, that's 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 close." <laughs>
2: it's probably Chronicle. all right moving ahead right gets it
0: yeah
2: all right um what about critics with letterman
0: critics and any way you want to look at what a critic is whether that be an award show whether that be a fellow peer uh whether that be somebody that just covers the entertainment industry critics pretty much universally favor david letterman um when we look at awards um He is one of the most nominated people in the history of the Emmy Awards. He has 52 career Emmy nominations. Um, And in those 52 nominations, he has two daytime Emmy wins, again, from half a year uh, doing his morning show. Uh, And then he's got 10 primetime Emmy wins. Um, he's won four American Comedy Awards. And in 2011, he became the first recipient of the Johnny Carson Award for Comedic Excellence at the Comedy Awards. Um, he was a recipient in 2012 of the Kennedy Center Honors. Uh, where he was called, quote, one of the most influential personalities in the history of television, entertaining an entire generation of late night viewers with his unconventional wit and charm. Uh, And then in 2017, he won the, he was the recipient of the Mark Twain Prize for American humor. Uh, So as far as awards, people that hand out those sort of things clearly favored Letterman. Uh, You look at people that cover the industry, They clearly favored Letterman. Uh, Vulture.com did a poll um, a few years ago, the 32 greatest talk show hosts ever. Letterman ranked number two, uh, whereas Leno ranked 32. Uh, And then you look at IMDb's 40 greatest late night talk show hosts of all time. Letterman finished number three, whereas Leno finished number number 19. Uh, So clearly there's that favor there, but maybe the most, the strongest point I have of this is influence on your peers when we're talking about critics, those you work with. People that have listed that have openly called Jay Leno their uh, an influence on their career. I found two. Granted, they're two pretty big names, Jerry Seinfeld and Dennis Miller. Those those are decently Sidon's names but the list of people that openly claim that David Letterman was a huge influence on their career, Conan O'Brien, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, Ray Romano, Jimmy Kimmel, Jay Leno himself, Arsenio Hall, Larry Wilmore, Seth Myers, Norm MacDonald, Jimmy Fallon, John Oliver, and James Corden. Every one of those, except for Ray Romano, unless there's something I'm forgetting, every single one of those – was a at least somewhat successful host of a talk show. Um, And they all credit David Letterman uh, as being their biggest influence uh, on their career. So I think that speaks volumes, the respect of your peers and those who are in the same industry as you, I think that speaks more volumes than even all the Emmy Awards. Yeah,
2: so clearly, you know, critics love him and um the people that you named off that he's influenced over the years that's impressive list so clearly the critical reception of letterman is huge what about the public though what is the public what did they think of letterman
0: now i know what elrod's going to hammer here he's going to hammer ratings and rightfully so that that's that's a very good point to make when we're talking about public perception and that is what it is, but there are a lot of factors that go into ratings other than just the host. There's the lead in, there's the network. There's the fact that Johnny Carson had established that show for 30 years earlier. Some people were just loyal to that. Um, now granted, some people were just loyal to Letterman for what he did on NBC. So there's some there When we look at ratings, yeah, it's Leno. After Hugh Grant, after that Hugh Grant interview that Elrod mentioned, it's Leno. But let's look at some other factors that look at public perception of someone. The People's Choice Awards, when you look at, you know, awards that are voted on by people. Leno and Letterman have each won that one time. So there's not some huge advantage there for Leno. They're on pretty even ground. And you know where I'm going with this next one when I want the voice of public opinion. I'm going to Ranker.com. And when you go to Ranker.com and you look at best late-night TV show hosts, coming in at number three is David Letterman. Coming in at number 21 is Jay Leno as spoken by the people. We look at the best late-night talk shows as far as the show itself. Coming in at number four, Late Night with David Letterman. Coming in at number five, The Late Show with David Letterman. And coming in at 19, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, Again, the people, the public that vote on Ranker, Clearly one-sided here. Uh, And then Rolling Stone a few years ago did a reader's poll. Again, the public opinion uh, of the 10 best late-night TV hosts of all time. Letterman, a number two. Leno did not crack that top 10.
2: You know, I think we need to get on Ranker and have the people rank our episodes.
1: (laughs) I agree. Or maybe Ranker sponsors us as much as uh, Rudd has plugged them over the last year and a half. I know That's it's going to
0: finish as our last episode as the worst Marvel.
1: People. Oh, th- th- you didn't have to do that. I mean, you didn't have to go there. That's a low blow. Low blow.
2: All right, So I hear something about he, uh, he did fairly well in the ratings, Rod, Is that true?
1: He did. Now, I, I want to Chip away his argument a little bit about Leno being so far down on these list. Now, the Letterman, if you're a true Letterman fanboy or fangirl, you're automatically going to hate Jay Leno if you know the story. So you got that, that crowd going against you. If you like Conan O'Brien, we could have a totally different show about Jay Leno and Conan O'Brien, about what went down with that deal, the Cohen O'Brien folks really hate Jay Leno. So, you got two factions of people that are always going to drive down Jay Leno in these polls on ranker. There's nobody out here that legit hates David Letterman, I don't think. I don't, I don't think you're going to find someone that just hates his guts, maybe someone that has a better interview with him. But you're going to find a just perception about what happened with the Tonight Show the first time and what happened the second time. You've got two factions of people that are going to drive down Jay Leno on all these polls, especially if they're within the last 10 years. So I think that's the reason why Jay Leno is buried on some of these ranker polls is you've got a lot of people that really don't like him because they think that he stole the show twice. So that – if he didn't – if you don't have, especially the Conan debacle, I think Jay Leno is – right there with David Letterman on these public list. In addition to already having the good ratings that he had and the superior rankings that he had uh, from 95 to 2010.
2: All right. Um, I don't really have any questions. I think I kind of asked my questions throughout the, the show there to each of y'all. So we're going to jump right into closing arguments. Elrod, I believe you won first. So I did. I did. I'll let you go first. Tell me your closing arguments.
1: Well, if you decide this on best on what is a better variety show, I'll probably lose. If you decide this based on what Brett finds on ranker, I'll probably lose like I have before. Um, but if you look at Leno inherited a very good situation in terms of the tonight show, it's a brand. It's like Coca-Cola. It's like, it's like Pepsi. It was an institution. still is with Jimmy Fallon. Not so much with Conan during his six months. But as you saw with Conan, you can have the Tonight Show and fall behind in the ratings to David Letterman. You can fall behind. It's not like you inherit the Tonight Show and you automatically are put on this pedestal where you're, you're above David Letterman or you're above someone else. That's not the case. Jay Leno had to be immensely talented, Immensely funny and immensely successful to have the baton from 95 until 2010. More people watch this show than David Letterman. You got to take that. Even though ratings are not anything, what are people watching? More people watch Jay Leno in that 15-year stretch than watch David Letterman. That is not up for debate. Jay Leno has a totally different style than David Letterman. If you like theatrics, if you like people throwing crap off buildings, if you like if you like, uh, pa, one thing that Jay Leno didn't have was Paul Schaefer, who um, it, it was his uh, band leader, very funny, bald guy. But Jay Leno did have Kevin Eubanks, who is not who is not Schaefer, but he was hilarious uh, nonetheless. Um, Leno, I love one-liner jokes. I don't like jokes that take three minutes to tell. Or a joke that takes two minutes to tell. I like a one-liner, a quick, quick fact then a joke. I love that. It's what Carson was. that's what Leno was. I love that type of comedy. I love, and that's the reason why I believe the majority of Americans and around the world watched his show than Letterman's show. And that's got to count for something. So maybe not, maybe not as good as a ride, a variety show. But one thing that Jay Leno had I haven't even talked about is jaywalking and. Jay Walken should have been the first clue that there's a lot of dumb people in our society. What he would do, he would go outside uh, his um, he would go outside his building where his show was there in Hollywood and he, in, in Burbank and he would interview just random people on the, on the road about different topics and some of the stupidest things you've ever heard come out of people's mouths. That should have been the first clue that there's a lot of dumb people in this world. So, you had a jaywalk and you had the headlines. You still had a good variety show, but the comedy, I believe the better comedian is Jay Leno. The and spell that out, better overall. Leno, I can't crap on Letterman. He's just not as good as Leno. David Letterman. All right, Rob,
2: bring us home.
0: My seven-month-old is laughing at your argument. Um, But anyway, and I got to say something else. Elrod loves one-liners because he doesn't like to think. That big a head, but he doesn't like to use it. Um, I could go through and I could reiterate all the points I've made as to why Letterman is better than Leno. But why would I go through and tell you all that when I could just show you and I can show you in a very particular way in our first ever segment here on the show. We are looking at the Convince Me Top Ten. Oh, you stole, stole my idea. That's what I just said. Yeah, he but I've already it. done it. I didn't steal it. It had already been done. The Convince <laughs> Me Top 10, 10 Reasons Why Letterman is Greater Than Leno. Wow. Number 10, he's just more likable. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, there's a lot of people that do not like Jay Leno. Um, and there are some guests that don't like Letterman because of how he attacked him. But for the most part, he's just more likable. Number nine, he was the host during the Lawler-Kaufman thing. One of the greatest moments in television history. And and all this is this drama, This cussing, this slapping, everything, and his retort is, well, we can use some of those words, iconic moment in television history. Number eight, the extremely popular recurring bits, like the top ten. And then we've also, you know, Stupid human tricks, throwing things off a building. Uh, Just fantastic. By the way, for those listening on the podcast, you really need to check this out on YouTube because I put a lot of effort into this. You did. Um, Number seven, he was Johnny Carson's pick as the replacement on The Tonight Show. It wasn't Johnny Carson's call. NBC went with Leno. But Johnny Carson is the king of late night. He thought David Letterman should be his heir apparent. Number six, his influence on the late night community i told you i listed all those people that listed david letterman as one of their biggest influences as a matter of fact the night of david letterman's final show conan o'brien on his show told his viewers to turn him off and switch to watch letterman's last show Uh, That's what kind of influence David Letterman had. Moving to the top five, number five, he had not one but two of the most revered late night talk show hosts or talk shows in history Late Night with David Letterman and The Late Show with David Letterman. As I mentioned, coming in number four and number five on that ranker list. Number four, he's the longest running late night host in history. He passed Johnny Carson before he left. He did it more than anybody else. Number three, his unique style, his dry, sarcastic sense of humor, his way of going after his guests when they were being stupid or not answering questions uh, just really set him apart from everybody else. As I mentioned earlier, 52 Emmy nominations, one of the most nominated people in the history of the Emmys, 12 wins when it comes to awards. It's David Letterman hands down. And the number one reason why David Letterman should win this argument over Jay Leno is that Elrod himself, Captain Marvel himself, is the one arguing for Jay Leno. That in and of itself basically locks this one up for David Letterman. No
1: wonder he wanted the show so bad he, he has all the tricks
2: very nice very nice
1: tricks are for kids
2: oh that was a, that was a nice close i know already right? should have you should have went last
1: <laughs> did you make that graphic
2: what what did
1: you make the graphic minute that he put that he had with the
2: yeah i make one every week
1: <laughs> you know the, the one that was on the uh top 10 list did you make that one
2: yeah that's our graphic for this week
1: oh okay
0: he made it for the show. I just plugged I made it in. For the just... show. Yeah, you
2: yeah, stole it. He's trying to. Uh, you're trying to throw in controversy. I see. No, I had no it's idea rigged. about that. But that, that is our graphic for this week. So. <laughs> I feel
1: like Conan, I feel, I feel like it's, it's all rigged. It's all rigged. All right.
2: Here's how I see it, just from my uh, what one hour crash course in Letterman and Leno. <laughs> First off, Elrod gets a point for a forest Gump reference, so plus one for Elrod. Boom. It doesn't mean anything, but you got a point. Is this whose
0: line um, is it anyway? Or the boards don't matter? Pretty much.
2: Pretty much, yeah. Um, I'll start with Leno. He dominated the ratings, as you talked about. Um, he was the one that got the uh, – the, uh, the show over over Letterman there. So, even though it was NBC and not Johnny Carson that picked it, but anywho, he, 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 won, the, he won the spot there. And in the, in the if you don't do a one-on-one matchup, he, he won that spot there. Um, he does have the one-liners. He's, he's a comedian. He's funny. So, he was able to take that um, position as the host and maintain it and didn't absolutely tank it, like you said, So, you do have to have some talent to be able to really fill in the shoes, you know, of Johnny Carson, really. That's a lot of pressure just to come right in and do this. So, I think he did an excellent job of that. Um, The only negative I have against Leno is I don't like his face. He has a face I don't trust. I don't know what it is.
1: condition, and he could – that can actually be corrected, but uh, he doesn't want to go under the knife.
2: I don't know. it's just something about it. I don't (laughs) trust it. <laughs> Don't trust it. Well, if he'd spend some of that money, he can. Fix I know it.
1: he's afraid to spend any money.
2: All right, and for for Letterman, you know, like I said, he didn't have the the ratings. He didn't win in the ratings there, um, but from just from what I'm getting, you know, he was a he was a craftsman and he was a master of his craft. He he kind of built up something from the ground up. You know, he's got the awards. He's uh, He was a great influence. He dominated on ranker, as we've seen. Um, he was Johnny Carson's pick, like you put on there. And just the longevity really impressed me. And the graphic at the end really impressed me. So mm-hmm. for that, I feel that David Letterman is more of a – late-night talk show host that fits, like, the bill top to bottom, where as far as Leno's great, he's done a great job, but I see him more of the comedian role in to a uh, late-night talk show host. So, Rut, I'm going to give this one to Letterman, and you have convinced me Letterman is better than Leno.
0: Mm. Maybe approves. There's a thumbs up.
2: Thumbs up (laughs) from the little guy.
0: Thumbs
2: down. Thumbs down from our odd.
0: And as you all can see, this my seventh-month-old child has some taste. He's really a big fan of these convince-me hats. If you guys want one, let us know. Uh, if we have enough interest, we'll put them up for sale. They're a big hit with seven-month-olds. Uh, they're a big hit with my seven-year-old. She was our model uh, on our social medias this past week. But, yes, Bennett, you made an excellent call here. It is David Letterman, and now for the big reveal of how me and Elrod agree with you asked us on the streets. I'm actually a bigger than Leno guy.
2: <laughs> but, really? Yeah. Wow. So you are both Leno guys.
0: Mm-hmm. But as I researched this show and prepared for the show, I kind of started to realize that while I prefer Leno, Letterman's better.
2: I think he fits the mold better of what you want in a talk show host.
0: I agree. All right, guys. Well, we thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, this is two episodes this week to make up for uh, the debacle of last week where, you know, we have schedules and such, and this isn't our, uh, our, our day job. But, guys, we need you to support us. Get out there, like, review, subscribe. If you do all those things, it really helps us. It attracts sponsors, and maybe one day this can be our primary source of income. It's not likely, but you never know. Podcastawards.com. Make sure you get over there. Uh, Throw us your vote, gentlemen. Any parting words?
1: I would try something in a Jay Leno voice, but that's that's something that I do like off the cusp. I can't do it. um, I can't do it
2: with people watching. Can't do it.
0: Nobody watches this show. Go ahead. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I
2: have no idea what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We will be back next week, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, if we are back, whenever we're back, it's going to be highly entertaining in whether it's intended to be or not. Uh, for Mr. Bennett, for Mr. Rod, Right, I'm right. And until next time, peace. Peace.